Good morning. Um, so we started our uh, connect groups last week, and um, Jenny and Craig is where I'm going. And it, you guys got a beautiful house. I walked in, I was like, this is great. When can I have it? But um, it didn't quite work like that. Um, we had a lot of fun. Um, for those that are in a connect group, um, you're with people that you know pretty well, or you're with those who you just kind of want to get to know a little better of the church. Um, but as we went through our group, we had, we had a lot of good discussion. And so that, for that being the first week of good discussion, I really look forward to the next um, five to six weeks, however long uh, we decide to go to. So, um, but those who are not in a connect group, I, I would have you pray to actually get into one. Um, we're learning about the 40 days of prayer. Uh, Rick Warren has, has done many other uh, 40 days of something, 40 days of purpose, uh, purpose-driven life, well, it's kind of the same thing. But what he does with prayers, he kind of he really breaks it down, and he breaks it down on how we should pray, what what we should pray for, how long, how often. Um, there, there's a lot of different aspects to prayer uh, that he goes over. And today we're going to talk about um, who do you think you're talking to. What was really funny is is I asked Raph. I was like, Hey, what's the what's the topic? I couldn't tell you where my paper's at, and what's the scripture. And he put, well, who do you think you're talking to? And I was like, well, I thought I was talking to Raph. He doesn't have to be so rude. Um, but I kind of get it now. So our, uh, our verse for this week uh, comes out of Psalm 100. And it's verse 5, but I'm going to start at verse 1. It says, shout for joy to the, to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So we're going to focus on that last verse. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. I've heard that a lot of times, and, and I think sometimes we miss that it is actually forever. When we come into prayer, we, we come praying for specific things. We come um, either to, to praise a answered prayer, or we come to lay down a specific prayer for a specific person. Sometimes our prayers are very broad, um, like when we go through our prayer lists here in the church, there, there's a lot there, so we kind of make it a little more broad. But when it comes to your own personal prayer life, um, something kind of popped out at me when we were doing our, uh, doing our group is we need to have more of, uh, of a sniper rifle kind of prayer than a shotgun. And what I mean by that is it needs to be specific and lined uh, to, to a certain point. You know, our shotgun prayers just kind of go and scatter and, and they hit everybody and we should pray for all of them. But the thing is, when we go to prayer, we need to know first, who are we talking to? Now, last week I talked about the Lord's Prayer and the first thing is, is we acknowledge who God is. You know, our Father. Seems pretty easy. 
And in the Bible, it uses Father a lot of different times in a lot of different ways. And one way is they call him Abba, Abba Father. And that, that is that loving, caring, um, li- almost a literal type of father that you have on earth. You know, you, it's someone that you can come to and talk to, but you can feel that love coming back. It is an open arm kind of father. It, it is someone that you could um, be wholeheartedly involved with in, in a manner that you just can't explain the love between the two. Uh, it's it's a it's a father that you want to come and talk to. I read something that the difference between um, fearing God and loving God. So when we do something wrong, we shouldn't fear God, but we should go to God and tell Him, "Hey, this is what I did wrong, and I need your forgiveness." That is the love that we have with God, and that comes with prayer too. I can't get to know Christy if I don't talk to her. You know, I I can't get to know what's going on in her life. I can't get to know what kind of things she needs um, without a relationship and communication. That's what we need with God. We can't get to know God better if we can't understand him. We can't understand him if we don't talk to him. Now, we can talk to him through prayer. We talk to him through study. And those two go together. When we begin to look into... uh, prayer through through your word this is one we can read the psalms the psalms were were written out prayers they were prayers that that were then in a poetic form that were put into like chants and hymns and 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 the music but when we pray for pray to god well first off we need to know who we're praying to and our god is the creator our god is the one who has who is beginning and the end. He is the one who came to earth as Jesus. He is the God that walks with us daily through the Spirit. He is a God that is never ending. And he is a God that is always around. Ours is a risen Savior. Ours is a living God. So the God that we come to in prayer is the same God we come to in worship. And we put him first before everything else. It says, cast your cares. God doesn't want us to just come when we're in in good times. So we cast our cares on him. What he wants is he wants every single bit of us from head to toe. He wants everything within us to be be laid over to him. In the back of your book here, it it is actually a... um, Let me find it real quick. It's kind of a... A challenge. And at the back, the challenge is um, how, to, how to pray. And maybe how to pray a little different. And what it shows is, well, for one, I don't know where it's at. Give me a second. And boom. Uh, page 176, it's a daily sur- prayer of surrender, a daily prayer of surrender. And what's really neat is it shows you how to pray a little differently. And it says, praying with your palms up symbolizes that you are bringing your requests and cares to God. Turning your palms down symbolizes that you are letting go and releasing your cares into God's hands. 
Turning your palms up again symbolizes that you are receiving God's grace and that your hands are now available to him to be used for his purpose. And it actually has prayers written out with hands up, you pray, hands down, you pray, and then you lift your hands back up in a receiving manner. So when we come to God through prayer, we've always kind of thought of... um, like Roger said last week, head down, eyes closed, you know, hands together. And, and again, if you're praying while you drive, please do not do that. Kneeling, hands up, lifted, eyes up. It, 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 there is no one specific manner in how to pray. The biggest thing with prayer is what your words are. Who are you talking to? The disciples, the same thing. Teach us how to pray. So Jesus breaks it down. This is how you should pray. He doesn't tell him you need to fall on your knees. You need to lift your hands up. You need to cross your arms. You need to, you, there's no specific stance in how to pray. But it's all in the message, all in your words. So we need to know first who you're talking to. And like I said, our God is a living God. He is the God that when we have problems we come to knowing that he already knows the full picture of our lives. We're looking at just that little puzzle piece, and he already sees this massive puzzle put together. Now, there's a prayer in the Bible that I, that I looked at, and that's from Hezekiah in the, in the book of Isaiah. And this is Isaiah 37, uh, verse 14. And I want you to hear how he prays and what he prays. And the manner in which he is praying, but also in some of the words that he uses. Hezekiah received a letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth Give ear, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Listen to all the words Sennacherib has sent to ridicule the living God. It is true, Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste all these peoples and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them. For they were not gods but only wood and stone fashioned by human hands. Now, Lord our God, deliver us from his hand, so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Lord, are the only God. I found this simply because um, I I just looked up a, a prayer that says he spoke to God, or he spoke to the Lord. And when he prays, his first thing is he acknowledges who he's praying to. And he acknowledges pretty well, Lord Almighty the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim. You alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. He, he really praises God there at the beginning, telling them, this is, this is who I see you as. And you're not like the gods that the Assyrians threw away. You're not made of stone, or you're not made of wood, and you're not made of brass or iron or anything like that. He is not fashioned out of what we think God should look like. God is created, and we are created in his image. He is not created in our image. And we miss that. 
We want to fashion God out of what I think we should get. We should fashion God out of, out of what I believe the Bible to be true, not being a mirrored image of who God is and living our lives according to that. We want to put God on a, in a box and only use him when we need him. We want to put him on the bookshelf and only look at him when times are rough. There's a lot more times in the Bible that you see prayers that are lifted up for thanks, thankfulness. David is one of them in the Psalms. There's a lot of thanks. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. There are a lot more thanksgiving prayers than we see such as Hezekiah or even Daniel when he, when he prays to God for the forgiveness of his land. Even Jesus, when Jesus prays and, and he tells God, please, if, if it's your will, make this cup pass. But the way and the manner that they prayed was they lifted up God. They lifted up what we think God is through their study and through their knowing and their knowledge and, and how stories have been. So when Moses prays, he knows who God is from a burning bush. He heard the voice of God. He saw how God was consumed in that fire, but the bush was not consumed in the fire. It's, it's really, really kind of weird. Job did the same thing. Although friends around him are telling him, just curse God and die, he continues to pray, and he continues to listen, and he abides by what God is telling him. David is the same way. David's prayers, a good majority, are a thankfulness, are thanking him for, for what he does. Psalm 100 that we just read. But he also humbles himself in, the, in acknowledging that he is a sinful man, and, and he has done wrong. And David was, was probably the best king. But he didn't look at God through prayer in only the times of defeat or in the times of hurt. But he acknowledged God through his prayers at all times. Those in the wilderness, the, the 40 years of, of Exodus, they, they may have gone so far away from God at one point, but they came back. And then for some reason they kept going the opposite way. But the prayers were heard. God hears our prayers. When we acknowledge who we pray to, when we acknowledge that he is the true God that has, has, has authority over everything, that when we pray, we need to seek an answer. It was brought up at our, at our meeting. How many times do you pray? I don't know. How many times have you prayed for the same thing over and over and over and have never received an answer? Well, sometimes you don't receive an answer because not quite yet. Roger gave us three, different, three or four different last, last week on how God answers prayers. You know, he could, he could do it right now. No. Maybe not yet, or the time's not right. So God answers our prayers. Whether we like it or not, God will answer our prayers. But God will also answer our prayers in accordance to his, his guidance and his direction for us. That's, that's hard to understand because 
As a human being, I want that answer right now, and I want it to be my answer. I want, I want it to be what I'm seeking out. But I think it humbles us to know that when we lift up that prayer, God is listening. God hears our prayers. And I think he's up there putting that piece of puzzle together. And he's like, well, this is, this is the answer to that prayer, but they don't need it until, until right here. Because we only see what's right in front of us. And God sees our whole life, our whole picture. So when we acknowledge who we're talking to, we need to acknowledge that he is the Almighty. That when we lift up our prayers to him, he will take those prayers and he will answer them. Whether it is yes or no, not right yet. We don't need to know exactly the timeline on how God answers those prayers. But we need to have faith that when we lift those prayers up, that God will listen and he will make the best decision for us. And that's hard because we want to do it our own. So what this psalm is saying is, is just as much for, for that purpose. So the, for the Lord is good, his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. If the Lord was not good, why would we pray to him? Why would you pray to something that you don't believe in? Why, why would you pray to something that you don't think has your best interests? So he is good. His love endures forever. The same love that he had with Adam and Eve is the same love that he has with us now. It is exactly the same as it was thousands and thousands of years ago than it is right here in 2019. That love does not change. God's love does not change. What changes is how we react to it, how we see God's love in our lives. But God's love will sustain from beginning till end and even after we're gone. Because he is, he is the almighty, he will be forever. If we go back to the, excuse me, to the Lord's Prayer, as I said, we, we lift up the name of Jesus first, or we lift up the name of, of God. Our Father, what, what Jesus is saying is much more than, than the guy who gave birth, you know, that, that uh, he actually is my Father, but he is using it in a very broad sense of how we should see God as our Father. He acknowledges that the God that we are talking to is the God that is never ending. And the same way that he prayed thousands of years ago is the same ways that we can pray right now. He listened. He answered the same way he will now. But I think the farther we get from knowing the Bible and coming to church and relying on one another bearing one another's burdens and the understanding of who God is, our prayer life starts to dwindle too. We talked about getting into those routine prayers. You know, oh, dinner time, let's pray. Oh, you got to pray before you go to bed. Pray before you get in the car with your spouse or pray while you're in the car with your spouse. There's, there's routine prayers and, and they do, they, 
they just get so routine that the words just kind of flow out. So I think we need to mix it up a little bit. Use it in a different manner. Rather than praying for, for your dinner, pray for those that are sitting around your dinner table. You know, before, before you wake up in the morning, or before you, pray before you wake up in the morning. Hey, if you can do it, go right ahead. For sleepwalking, why not sleep praying, right? Before you go to bed at night, make it different. Make it the persons in your household, your family, maybe that person you passed on the road today. Make the prayers different, but make the, the reason behind it the same. Don't get into the routine of just throwing up empty prayers. They need to be heartfelt. They need to be something that you are truly trying to get an answer for. Like I said, we have those broad shotgun kind of prayers that are just, you know, bless our family, our church, you know, and and, and it makes it very broad. But God also wants to see the confidence that we have that if I pray for something specific, that it will be answered. I've tried to start doing that, and and actually, um, I have a a friend of mine, she's my teacher at uh, the intermediate school, so I'm her aide, and her dad's um, dying, and he's been dying for like three months, but he, he is a fighter, he won't stop. And her and I have talked, and, and, and even the same thing with my grandmother is rather than those prayers to be lifted up in, you know, we, we pray for, uh, for health, and we pray for uh, guidance, and we pray for recovery, and we pray for everything else. I've actually kind of went the other way. And we pray more for... Um, I don't want to say for someone to die, but for, for a, a rest. Which is, it's very hard to pray like that because we want to see that person live forever. We want to see that person that is, is in tune with God to be healed, to be safe. And sometimes it just doesn't happen like that. The world tears us down and, and at some point we start... Uh, we start to get to the end of our lives. But we need to change our prayers and, and lean more on what God's vision is for us and less on what we need or less on what we want. But it also says, if you ask for anything in my name, it will be given to you. Now, how do we do that? Well, first off, you acknowledge. Who are you talking to? When we figure out who we're talking to and how we are to pray to him and what our answers should be and how we want to see it done, well, first, we need to all be in one with God. His will and our will need to be the same. And when we ask for something specific in his name, it will be given to us. We need to have the faith that it's going to happen. Sometimes our prayers are faithless because they're just out of habit. Or we pray and think, this person needs a miracle. And then in the back of your head, it's like, yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen. That's not a good prayer. 
a good prayer full of faith and boldness that I will not stop praying for this one specific thing until it is done how I would like it. Now granted, God still may say no. But your answer, I think when we give a lot more faith into it and we lean a lot more on who God is and the understanding of who he is and what he can do, his answers are in our favor. That's not all the time. It's not, not every time that you pray, but I think that he takes into consideration what that faith is. And if you have enough faith to stand up and tell God, this is exactly what I need, here are the parameters that I need, you know, get it done. I think he still listens to us. We're not pointing a finger in God, at God's face and telling him, you need to do this, but we're humbling ourselves that the faith that what I'm, what I'm asking for will be done. So we're not being arrogant, we're being faithful. So over these next few weeks, uh, like Roger said, if you're not connected with a group, then, then please do. You, you will get something out of it. Even if you learn absolutely nothing about prayer, which is 40 days of prayer, you will at least find a group of people around you that will pray for you. That you will become strong enough with that if I have a problem, I can say, hey, I need prayer for this. You can send them a text. You can call them. Whatever it is. And if you can't connect in a group, connect within, you know, friends. Those in the church, those outside the church. But know that when we pray, we have to first know who we're praying to. And the God that Hezekiah was praying to is the same God that we pray to now. It is not the idol that has been fashioned out of the wood or, or the great calf that, you know. We do not make up those idols because we have a God that is so much more and so bigger, so much bigger than what we can even imagine. But it's the same God that answers those prayers that will answer our prayers now. So if you don't have a group, um, you can talk to one of us. There's cards still out. But find a group. Get your book. Read it. Study it. It gives you so many verses and so many questions and stuff to think about. The daily journal is really neat. It gives you uh, a verse or a couple verses and then you meditate on them, and then you kind of write down what you're thinking. So over the next few more weeks, we're going to keep talking about prayer. And what I want from this, and I think Roger as well, is a different look on what you see that prayer is. Maybe you were taught one way. Maybe we'll see if you can try it this way. But know that prayer does not stop here in the church, but it should start in your homes. It should start in your hearts. And we should continue through the church and for each one around us. And you should never cease praying. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer, petition, supplication, knowing that God has our best interests. For he is good, and his love endures forever. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you first for who you are. You are our Father. You are the Almighty. You are the beginner. You are the creator. You are the one that will be forever. Lord, as we pray, we first, we lift our, first we ask for forgiveness. And God, we lift up our hearts knowing that we have wronged you in some way. And we pray and we ask, Lord, for your forgiveness. That you will lead us out from the temptations in our lives. That you will lead us away that we are able to overcome that we are able to push these things aside, leave them so that we pursue you more. Lord, I pray for each person who is sitting here that have come for a reason today. Whatever that reason is, they have come. And I pray, Lord, that we will learn more and more about how to pray to you, what to pray for, in which manners. Maybe our stances or, or just the in-depth of what prayer truly is and God we cannot learn more from you if we don't communicate with you and that is what our prayers are it is a two way communication that, that when I speak you listen and when you speak I listen and I pray Lord that we can boldly come to you and offer up prayers that need more of you and less of us that we need your direction we need your love, we need all of you in every area of our lives. So Lord, over these next few weeks, as we dig out and, and, and dissect what prayer is, may we never forget that we acknowledge you as the one we pray to. So Father, help us, lead us, touch us, Sustain us where we are. May your spirit dwell within us and walk with us daily. For it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.